You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. to you all from Outposts Unknown. I'm Brooke, and with me are Amber and Megan. Together, we are the Knights of the Rogue Republic. Hello. Hello there. <laughs> Hi. Okay, who has, who has the cat in the background? Oh no, you can hear her? <laughs> I was trying to ignore her. <laughs> She's out my door. <laughs> oh. It was so cute, though. I was like, what? Cat? <laughs> yep, that's my Franny. <laughs> oh. Uh, so. Oh, wrong show. Happy Earth Day to you all. Happy Earth Day. <laughs> uh, definitely... Not one of the planets in Star Wars, but still a planet that we should very much appreciate. And I'm glad that we're all on it today to be able to talk about Star Wars. Exactly. I'm also very sad that we can't quite talk Clone Wars on the show yet. Yeah. Because something very important (laughs) happened last Friday. Yeah. And all I can say is season seven, episode nine was titled Old Friends Not Forgotten. And everyone needs to watch it right now if you have (laughs) not already. (laughs) Yeah. Like, Megan, you just need to fast forward and only watch this season. And, and, you know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do you think I would understand everything if I just watched season seven? Um... I don't think it would have the same emotional yeah. impact. Yeah. Yeah. It would probably lack a little something, but yeah. Yeah. So you need to work up to that. Yeah. I'm working. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying okay. to catch up. <laughs> it's so yeah, it okay. I know. Yeah. So good. So many people who are struggling with different things uh, right now. In all of my classes, only one of my classes has a Zoom meeting and everything else is just notes on an online forum that they don't tell you how to use. Oh, nice. So, (laughs) yeah. So today I found out like, oh, I have three different things to do. Wonderful. (laughs) Surprise. I feel like everyone gets a pass uh, for for not doing one thing or another we get it um what else is going on in star wars i know that ashley Eckstein. a lot of people are being able to utilize our technology and provide live streams and other forms of entertainment that are typically non-conventional. Ashley Eckstein partnered with Brett Iwen, who is the voice of Mickey Mouse. Mm. And they did a live stream on her Instagram the other day. And it was really cool. They were supposed to be on a tour 
called Voice Your Dreams, where they both talk about what it's like to be a voice actor and how other people can go and achieve their own dreams. And they gave us kind of a little sample of what that was like. And I I thought it was pretty inspiring. Mostly Ashley's story. She was an actress. I don't know if you remember seeing her on That's So Raven Mm. (laughs) as a kid, but she was Muffy, one of the... One of the mean girls on it. And she had been acting for a really long time. Uh, She was kind of at the height of her career when her husband, who is a former Major League Baseball player, the Blue Jays, I believe. I don't don't know too much about baseball, but I believe she said that he was a part of the Blue Jays, uh, got a shoulder injury, and they had to move to Canada to get that worked on and in her time moving to Canada all of her agents and managers dropped her because if she was not in LA actively auditioning and actively making their company's money then she was told that she was of no value this is the same time that she was already given the part of Ahsoka but they had not released any of Clone Wars and nothing happened. So all of that was done and she just kind of had to hang on to hope, which is what all of Star Wars is about, really. But she had to hang on to the hope that something better would come along. And in this time, she started designing fashion and she started working on herself and when Clone Wars was released it turns out it was actually a really successful series and she was able to continue what she did through Clone Wars of course and through um, providing her knowledge in fashion and working on something that she was really passionate about. And I just thought that was so cool. Yeah. And like her knowing years ago that women who want clothes to express their fandoms had little access. Like there was not clothes marketed and made exclusively for women that were Marvel or you know, Star Wars oriented, you had to go shop in the men's section or the boys section most of the time to find things near, you know, Mm -hmm. that you would like to wear. And she, you know, realized that that was a major untapped market. And why weren't, you know, women being marketed to with these types of products and, um, you know, had the amazing insight to start focusing her line in that direction. I don't know about you all, but I don't think I had ever really seen a piece of merchandise that was marketed towards women that was Star Wars related that I said, I absolutely love this. I had never really seen that until her universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and she's got some and- really cool 
I, just some awesome, like little like casual cosplay type ones and then things that you could just wear every day. And maybe people would know it was oh my gosh, but maybe not, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Also, have, oops, sorry. <laughs> I, I was just about to say, I shouted, oh my gosh, but that was not about anything. That was just a random reaction. Something almost fell off my table. Oh, oh. no. <laughs> um, I, I have a couple of her universe dresses. Like I have the BB-8 one and uh, I have you a look Han. so cute in that one. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I have a Han Solo one that makes it look like I have like the vest and everything. Um, and then I have, which is one of my favorites, is the Rogue One jacket. And inside, the print has the plans to the Death Star. Ooh, oh, so cool. What? Yeah. Awesome. I'll have to, oh. have to post some photos. The details in those outfits. Yeah. Well, now I mean, she was able to partner with Disney for the designer ear collection. Uh, other brands such as Coach and even Brett Iwin, because... Before he was the voice of Mickey Mouse, he was a Hallmark greeting card designer. He also designed some ears. Uh, Joe Rohde's ears come out today, by the way. If they're not already sold out, they're really cool looking because they have these aviator goggles and the coordinates to Animal Kingdom, whose (sighs) birthday is today as well. Uh, But hers are all about the droids. One ear has R2-D2, the other ear has BB-8, and the bow is C-3PO, and it's all covered in rhinestones. Ooh. Yeah, I saw that. I'm not sure. It was cute. I'm not sure if they're sold out yet, but the ear line has been selling out like crazy, especially since they're really expensive. (laughs) Yeah, Um, they are a little spendy. (laughs) They are, but I mean, they are really cute as well. Yeah. Okay. So and her Ahsoka line that just launched, like, like just a couple of days ago for the Clone Wars. Already, most of the sizes are sold out because my daughter's a major Ahsoka fan, so she went on immediately to get the active wear set. It's like a like yoga pants and like a active wear tank top from Ahsoka's new um, season seven look. And Mm -hmm. already there were none of her possible sizes for the shirts. So all she got was the, was the leggings. So obviously there's lots of fans out there. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy. Even right now, things are still selling out so quickly on the shop Disney website. Uh, I remember her ears were, uh, I want to say $78 and they don't, appear on shop disney from what i can see but there are definitely photos that immediately come up of her in her star wars light side dark side t-shirt in galaxy's edge so good for her mm-hmm. yeah and for living the dream for the mall fans there's some mall merch too which we haven't really seen much of so. wait there's darth mall merch as well yeah she has a like a tattoo like a tribally tattoo looking uh shirt for mall and a like a long sleeve. I don't know if it's a sweater or just a long sleeve shirt that's red and black, kind of tie dyed. So oh, I see mm-hmm. it. Yeah, that's so cool. It's very Easter uh, Island like tribally look to the shirt. I kind of really dig it. Hmm. I had been confusing that with her 
Black Widow line that she also released around the same time. So she is hitting up all of the fandoms. Yeah. Good stuff. Good for her. <laughs> I don't know if you had seen the Ahsoka look with the fake braids that people are doing mm-hmm. for her her universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that is so cool. And I wish I could have that in my hair just as easily because that would be such the perfect Disney bound mm-hmm. to complete the Ahsoka look. Yeah. Yeah. My daughter did that with uh, her hair for Emerald City Comic Con because she didn't have her headpiece done in time. So we did her hair with the braids Cute. and ribbons to make it stand out. It was pretty cool. The Ahsoka headpiece seems like it's really difficult to make as well. I've seen some people do it out of paper mache. Mm-hmm. But all of the bins that it has on it just looks like it has so much room for error. <laughs> yeah, it's very complicated. <laughs> <laughs> she she well yeah, she ended up kind of putting aside the one she made, it ended up being too heavy. Mm-hmm. So she wore it like maybe twice so far, but it really hurts her head after a while because it's so heavy. So she ordered one specially made by another uh, Ahsoka Claus player that has a mold now for it. And so she's kind of uh, making them for other cosplayers now. So she's ordered one of those. Oh, that's so smart. Out of Yay silicone. for small cosplayer prop makers. Heck yeah. Uh, is there any mm, Star Wars outfit, uh, non-cosplay that we would like to see being sold and hasn't been sold yet? Because mm. personally... I have not seen anything for Chopper, and I uh-huh. think some Chopper merch would be pretty cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't really say that I've seen a whole lot of... Oh, I have seen some Sabine merch and some Hera merch, I guess, but no oh, Chopper. Yeah. No Chopper merch. I need to get some wearable stuff, honestly. Maybe a purse. Maybe I've seen a purse somewhere. As a joke, too, I think it would be hilarious if we got some Palpatine merch at our universe. I don't know about that. Although that throne, the throne that that with the like, it's like the spiky hands that she sits in. Yeah. Oh, that that's pretty badass. That could make a really cool design on something. Hmm. We'll have to have just an episode where we design <laughs> yeah. our own our own Star Wars items for sale yeah. and pitch them. Yeah, like some kind of dark ray thing with the throne. It could be so oh, badass. We need so much more dark ray. I'm sad <laughs> that that was only a second yeah. of the movie. I was really hoping we could explore that topic more. Mm-hmm. There is a couple more shots in that making of that's at the mm-hmm. bonus features of the DVD or whatever. So you get a couple more shots of her. Not enough though, but yeah. And speaking of selling things, we are so fortunate to be able to bring this show to you because of our sponsors. So let's take a moment to listen to one of our sponsors. <laughs>
So we didn't talk about one other piece of news yet, which I'm Mm. super excited about, that there's a Mandalorian season three already confirmed. Yes. That's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't they, they finished season two, like filming in March, right? Yeah. Yeah. It made Mm -hmm. it just before everything started shutting down. So. Oh, thank Thank goodness. Goodness. So. But I wonder what that means for the editing process, because if they are going to be working towards giving us season two, hopefully a little sooner than planned, um, I, I hope so. Because of all of this, I hope we get it sooner. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it also means that people are going to have to be editing from home. There are still people working yeah. to bring us the world of the Mandalorian and bring us back into that Star Wars universe with justice. Yeah. Uh, so it, yeah. I know that the Olaf shorts have been voiced and created on programs at home. And it's amazing to see even uh, Sesame Street, the Jim Henson company has been shipping out puppets to their puppeteers to create episodes of Sesame Street and now Fraggle Rock from home. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I don't know from a technical standpoint what it's going to take, but I, I think it's Hopeful. I'm being hopeful that people are still uh, able to do their jobs in a similar way as before. Yeah. Do either of you have any insight into that? Um, I did read an article that they are in post-production. So I think that it, it was one of those that made it to the point where it should still be on track timing wise to come out. Um, there was that rumor that it might come out earlier. I mean, I guess we'll see. But we didn't get a confirmation that we would even have a season two until almost yeah. the very end of season one. So the fact that we haven't even seen season two and they're already planning season three is pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, they are super on top of it. And Disney Plus just hit a huge milestone not too long ago with 50 million paid subscribers. And to give you some reference, it it was only available in the US for the longest time. It just hit uh, Europe. Europe. Mm-hmm. The UK is just now able to get it. And in the United States alone, Netflix has over 60 million subscribers. They have 167 million worldwide, but they're also available worldwide and they've been in the game longer. But that's amazing to have that huge of a platform and really have the Mandalorian to thank for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there was. I think I saw another rumor that they were trying to get Rise of Skywalker on Disney Plus. Yeah, early. Uh, mm-hmm. Like yeah, early. I totally thought it was already on Disney. <laughs> See, that's what I thought too, and I was like, oh wait. <laughs> yeah. I understand because there are so many people who like collecting the Blu-rays. My friend who is named Ray, uh, he loves collecting the physical Blu-rays of the Star Wars saga, even though he has access to them online. Mm -hmm. 
So I feel like that's a really interesting decision to still wait that much longer and get those uh, those Blu-ray and digital download copies sold. Yeah, well, I bought one. <laughs> so it worked. <laughs> and I'm seriously, I'm looking at the uh, the complete Skywalker Saga box set, like mm-hmm. longingly on Best Buy all the time. Uh, I won't be able to afford it, but yeah, I can still drool over it and like wish to watch (laughs) all the bonus features and all the cool stuff that goes with it. But I look at ridiculous Star Wars items online all the time and think like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm going to buy that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have that with me. (laughs) And you put it in your cart and then you don't buy it. That's like my hobby. Yes. Yes, (laughs) Yes, me too. I saw a meme the other day that said, you know when you get those emails uh, saying, I think you left something in your shopping cart. (laughs) Yes. It's like, no, yeah, I realized that I couldn't (laughs) spend $500 on stupid things. (laughs) Yeah. Um. If only. (laughs) Um, I was also watching a totally not related Star Wars show the other day. One of my favorite genres of YouTube is YouTube commentary. And there's one channel. uh, His name is Cody Ko. And he was reviewing the worst dating show ever and it was a dating show where either person could press a button that made the other person leave and there was a guy who came up to sit down with the girl and he was not bad looking he was pretty cute and she asked him what's your favorite thing to do and he said oh i like to build legos And she looks at him, okay, that's kind of kiddish, but okay. Well, why do you like to do that? And he's like, well, because then when you're done, you feel accomplished and you can have your own TIE fighter at home. And she automatically presses the button. Oh. And she didn't know what a TIE fighter was. And he's like, it's it's a Star Wars thing. And then he he goes... (laughs) He goes into the timeline of the Mandalorian and starts completely geeking out. (laughs) And I I felt so bad, but I realized like, oh, yeah, to to some people, this isn't uh, something you come out of the gate with. But I was like, you know what? I would love to talk to this person. <laughs> right? Completely normal. Yeah. And the, the what's it called? Lego Masters, the TV show. Yeah. Just had, had a Star Wars episode. Oh, my gosh. It was freaking amazing. The people that won it. Lego Masters. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Is Lego Masters available on Netflix? Or where can I watch that? I, I want to say it was Hulu, but I might have to double check. Oh, darn. Yeah, I think because I think it's, it's on cool, Fox. I can't tune in. Is it on Fox? Oh, I think it's on okay. Fox. Yeah, I can watch it on Fox then. So, I think the final. Oh, but what were you going to say about the people who built? Oh yeah, so the winners ended up being these guys that are from Portland. Um, you can totally tell they're very Northwest uh, dudes, beards, and mm-hmm. you know all of that. Uh, but they built Endor, 
the battle scene from Endor and oh my gosh, just some of the like the details and the amazing little things that go into it actually looking like a live battle. Like you had like Ewoks launching out of like shrubbery and it's all made with Legos that they designed from scratch. So that's so cool. I don't, do you know if there's a Lego store in Portland at all? Cause there used to be uh, rebel bricks in Grants pass Mm. not too long ago. And that was really cool. I know there's a really small Lego store in the mall in Beaverton, which is like near Portland. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's like really small. It's yeah. okay. Cause I know that there are some people who somehow are able to be master builders for a living mm-hmm. or have Lego third party stores so yeah i was wondering if they were one of those oh yeah i'm not sure i didn't like uh i only watched i think the episode right before that just so i could get to know what the you know the show was about before i watched the star wars one and then now i'll tune in for the finale because the star wars one was last week and this week was the finale and i gotta see if the you know the northwest guys win you know kind of kind of rooting for the hometown kind of heroes i guess in a way but Mm -hmm. well portland is also home to the unipiper oh yeah (laughs) and he's been on so many tv shows he's been on the late night show or conan he was on conan Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh and for those who have never been able to experience the joy that is the Unipiper. Yeah, Google him. He is a man, <laughs> yes, he is a man who lives in Portland, who quite literally is a unicycling, flame-throwing, bagpipe-playing Darth Vader. Yeah, kilt-wearing. Kilt-wearing. Darth Vader. Yes. Uh-huh. He's got his Utila kilt on. Yep. But his entire job is to keep Portland weird. (laughs) And so every day he will ride his unicycle over the bridge, down Burnside, and all over Portland, spreading joy and Star Wars (laughs) to the residents. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think I told you all recently I got to meet him a few years ago, and he was so nice. He let me press the button activating the flames on his bagpipe. <laughs> nice. And it was the coolest thing I had ever seen. I I don't think a cooler person exists. <laughs> that just shows you how super nerdy we are. <laughs> he he had a daughter more recently and I'm waiting to see her be able to be old enough to learn how to unicycle as well and perhaps he will dress her up as bb8 or someone well if he's darth vader it would be bb9e yeah and bring her along with him Mm -hmm. oh my gosh make it a family affair Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh man speaking of bb8 we were going to talk about droids today Oh, we were. Yeah. My favorite topic. This was all for you, Brooke. (laughs) Yay! Yay! The droid episode. 
So I wrote down a few little snippets from Wikipedia about what a droid is. And according to them, droids were mechanical constructs designed to assist organic life forms in various tasks. So droids are usually completely obedient and precise and normally followed their proprietor's orders. Some droids, however, were emancipated and fended for themselves. And unlike mere machines or primitive computers, droids were capable of developing unique personalities by gathering experiences. They could form friendships and experience emotions such as happiness, pain, and sadness. And to avoid that, most droid owners performed regular memory wipes on their properties. Boo. Boo is right. <laughs> so. Well, Rides. I would like to start that off uh, by listing one of the funniest types of droids, uh, the battle droids. Mm-hmm. The B-1. From the prequels. The, yes. The B-1. Roger, Roger. Battle droid. I don't think I've seen little kids, specifically little boys, but I'm sure there are girls as well, laugh as hard as when the battle droids come out and argue with each other. Uh-huh. <laughs> Too funny. Uh, and those droids now are in, like, so many different Star Wars properties. They're in animated series now. They were in the movies. So similar yeah. to like the astromech, they're one of the most popular or most recognizable of the droids. Yeah, so they're the primary military force of the separatists, mm-hmm. and they're supposed to be a symbol of aggression and corruption that foreshadows clone troopers and, by extension, stormtroopers. Um, mm-hmm. And they're still a genuine threat, but. As individuals, I can never take them seriously. (laughs) And I always think that's a great sign of hope when you can look at the thing that you're supposed to be afraid of and realize, "Mm, they're just goofballs. We can take them. (laughs) Yeah. And one of my favorite battle droids, probably one of the more famous ones, is Mr. Bones from the Aftermath series. Um, he belonged to Snap Wexley, um, and he made him when he was a child, and he ended up becoming uh, Snap's best friend. But he is, like, the most sadistic, like, insanely crazy personality, um, but super loyal. And he would, um, like, sing and hum when he attacked. So he ended up being, like, a bodyguard for snap and his family as they kind of you know did things for the rebellion and stuff and um he uh is a b1 battle droid that's kind of like customized and altered um and he he would wear like bones of creatures on him like armor and just is hilarious personality like he would go through these like moments of trying to be more human and saying the most bizarre things and then turn around and like chop off somebody's head because he tried to kill his master. Like it's just, and he would like, yeah, he would like download how to do like dancing. And so 
the book what? the books would like describe his fight scenes and like how he would sing and dance while killing. <laughs> it was just it's hilarious. So I Aftermath is kind of like an interesting book series that uh, it's a trilogy. So it explores a lot of characters in depth more. And Bones is one of those. And the audio for that is so hilarious. The way they voice him mm-hmm. um, and his singing and dancing. It's just amazing. Like it's one of those that you would just stop and you'd be laughing out loud listening to this. So I recommend that one. It's pretty good. Any other um, droids that come to your mind, perhaps villainous ones or ones that we're not rooting for as much? Um, Well, he wasn't really villainous, but Cad Bane had this cute little uh, droid. It was a... Uh, I don't I don't remember his name. He was a techno service droid in Clone Wars. Um, and people would always tease, you know, say offhanded comments to him like he's a butler droid. But he was really much more than that. But he had a very sassy personality. So I feel nice. like that's a that's a characteristic for a lot of droids. I, right? I noticed that they always have a sassy side. Mm-hmm. That's why we love them. Yeah. That's why I love them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even though they typically have not had that many rights, um, such as R2 and 3PO trying to go into the cantina. Right. uh, They still are able to prove that they are their own selves against all odds, even through their programming. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I'm just getting used to my programming. (laughs) Um... (laughs) They're able to be themselves and really still help, uh, help the cause of the rebellion and the resistance, even though in the times of the resistance, we don't see that fight for droids rights anymore. That's already kind of happened. Right. Uh, Yeah. But you hear about it a little bit in Solo, right? Because L3 kind of talks about... um, droid rights you know that's one of the Mm -hmm. things about her character that i thoroughly enjoyed was um you know she was uh you know cared about freedom for her kind i guess yeah she was very vocal in her fight for droids rights and i thought that was really cool and wasn't that really the only time that we've seen uh somewhat relationship between a droid and a human or humanistic character. Yeah. Like a flirtation almost rather than just yeah. a friendship. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. a little weird, but it worked for me. I was like, okay, it did <laughs> just it weird did. in the sense that we had never seen that before. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Did the, probe droids ever scare either of you like as a kid Uh when yeah like with princess leia and the giant needle coming yes oh that's why i hate needles yeah (laughs) it's from the probe droid yeah yeah i don't blame you at all for that um and the weird little noise it made it made this weird little mm -hmm. like humming fluttering yeah 
creepy sound. I get that it's it's supposed to be scary, but it works. Yeah. Uh, It did its job. (laughs) Now, did either of you, uh, I know, Amber, you haven't been to Disneyland in a while, but Megan, have you been to Launch Bay in Disneyland? I have never been to Disneyland. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, you're good. Oh. I, I'm actually, before everything went down in the world, I was looking into, I guess, through my job, I can get a free pass to Disneyland. I don't know. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's like a media pass. Mm. Um, a form, or oh. A co-worker that just started, he used one before where he was able to just go to Disneyland for free. And I'm like, I need to do more research on this. That's insanely cool. Okay. Yeah. So I'm really hoping it's true because I'm going to be really sad if it isn't. It (laughs) sounds true because I'll tell you what, uh, if anyone can throw a bomb party, it was those Disneyland media parties for whenever they were going to open things to the media first mm-hmm. and all the local news stations would come in. Oh my goodness. I got to work the one for um, guardians of the galaxy mission breakout. Oh, that's mm. awesome. And things that I had never seen a Disney park do before. They were pulling out every stop to make sure that those media people were happy and enjoyed the experience. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> but but all, all of that is to say in Star Wars Launch Bay, which is located in the Innoventions building in Tomorrowland, hmm. they have a cantina-like setup there. And what's lighting up the room, the lanterns on the side are made out of Two one B surgical droids. Oh, the remnants of them, hmm. and it's a little morbid, but it's really cool to see uh, how they would repurpose those droids. They're not in Galaxy's Edge, but they did. I feel like they kind of used it as a workshop for what they could do with decommissioned droids. Hmm. Uh, but there certainly are a lot of droids who are repurposed in Galaxy's Edge. Uh, the best one being DJ Rex. Ah, uh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Rex was a pilot on Star Tours, uh, voiced by Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yes. That's why he has the... The very funky voice. So he was a day one pilot when Star Tours opened. With the retheming of Star Star Tours, he was decommissioned. And it was very, very sad to see him in the queue. Um, kind of just sparking out. Every once in a while, he would come on and say a a few words, but he wasn't powered up enough story-wise. He wasn't powered up enough to properly work. He had to be fixed. So luckily with the opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, uh, Oga 
purchased him and was able to fix him up and repurpose him as the DJ for her cantina. And he plays an amazing mix of uh, the cantina band song. (laughs) So he's in Oga's cantina all the time playing a remixed version of the cantina band. And sweet. I feel like sunny eclipse in Epcot was the version one of this, but he just takes it to a whole other level. Anyhow. Uh, off of parks, back to droids. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was droids, too. <laughs> yes, it's true. So, Megan, do you have a favorite droid? Um, Of course. I love K2SO. <laughs> That's our fellow just... D-caster David's favorite droid as well. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I just, I love Alan Tudyk, so, like, his voice just adds to it. And the fact that he's um, a reprogrammed Imperial droid, Mm -hmm. like, it adds to the whole rebellion and being undercover. And Mm -hmm. I just appreciate that. And he's sassy. And I I love his relationship with Cassian. Mm -hmm. And... That is going to be the reason to watch the Rogue One spinoff. The Cassian Andor series will be just for that banter. It's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm really excited. It's interesting to note that reprogramming as well, because I don't think any other creature in Star Wars has that ability to go undercover as much as droids do, uh-huh. because they have this physical mask of their exterior. Yeah. So if someone does reprogram them and they... Do you want to go undercover? We haven't really seen anything the other way, like a dark side droid posing as a light side droid. Uh, I just watched an episode of Clone Wars where the one of the R2 units was undercover for Grievous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I've seen this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's like Thank a whole, you for reminding me. There's like a whole Clone Wars arc that's just droids, even. Like, mm-hmm. uh, droids in distress or something like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. One of my friends totally thought that BB-9E was going to be a, a very fleshed-out character. <laughs> and she was very disappointed to learn that he was in the movie for like two seconds. Oh, yeah. Did you know that his original name was going to be BBH8, but they realized that it would sound too much like BB Hate? Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> and no one would take that seriously. Yeah, that's, yeah, I could see that. That's a good call to change that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Dio, which was the droid of the last movie that we got introduced to, was so adorable. It was, but I got so many Pixar Luxo lamp vibes from Dio. That's true. Oh, yes. That's Mm -hmm. exactly what that is. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I loved his little, no, thank you. No, thank you. (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) No, thank you. I just like how he says his emotions sad. Yeah. (laughs) 
Honestly, I feel like he's the kind of droid who would be super fun to be quarantined with. Yeah. (laughs) So another droid that kind of weirded me out, speaking of the um, needle coming at you, uh, the birthing droid from... Oh, gosh. Right? You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Yes. With Padme giving birth and she's oh Pedo. Pedo. Yeah. yeah, like this weird So little, weird. Yeah. And her little scoop thing. I hated that entire oh, scene. Yeah. It's just, oh, what? Oh my god. <laughs> I saw I, Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, you're you're good. Go ahead. I saw this post about how like R2 was there for the birth of Princess Leia and then there for her death. And I was just like, oh. I need a minute. <laughs> Oh, it's like oh, oh I need a true. minute. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, it's oh, like we said before. So- he is like the keeper of the story, the whole thing. He is. Like, mm-hmm. He hasn't had a memory wipe like three PO. He was literally there for all this stuff. It's like in his little droid mind. The only time otherwise was when he was, um, kind of deactivated he had he wouldn't wake up and bb-8 was get trying to get him to wake up in force awakens Mm -hmm. so i i mean we could just chalk that one up to he was sleeping Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) but he has not had a memory wipe and i would venture to say he is definitely the best droid in all of star wars yeah no doubt yeah um so uh, you as, mentioned Chopper earlier I, when you were talking about merch. I did. So Chopper is also a very I cool. I think Chopper is. He's so cute, and it's another one of those few times where we get a full name for a droid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, instead of their designation. Yeah. Yeah. All too often, because he's a C one, ten P. Yep. Hmm. Uh, but I I just really like him and the way he interacts with Ezra as well. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Yeah. What else did I write down? Oh, so the other one I wrote down was R5-D4, which he's the mm. one in A New Hope that uh, has the bad motivator, right? The Jawas. Oh, yeah. So it's the first <laughs> one that Uncle Owen purchases and then he blows his little top. So here's another plug for a book. This, uh, the stories, the short stories from a certain point of view follow little snippets from A New Hope from different perspectives in the story. And one of the stories is his perspective of meeting R2-D2 and mm-hmm. that he ended up blowing his motivator on purpose so that R2 could finish his mission. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I Okay, I always thought that R2 kind of killed him somehow <laughs> in order to do it. Yeah, uh, he did. There's... He guilt-tripped him. There's totally oh like, yeah, he guilted him into it. Yeah. It's it's a great little story to like have the, like to see inside the mind of a droid. And yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was very interesting. Yeah. Uh, but... On that note, how would you specifically see into 
the mind of a droid, would you be able to like check their lines of coding or would you have a translator app on your phone uh-huh. or on your data pad, I guess? Yeah. I don't know. Either one, maybe in theory, right? Yeah. I'm learning how to use MATLAB right now and it's the worst. Yeah. I dislike it so much, but if it means that one day I'll be able to program a droid, Ooh. I'll be okay with that. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, most of MATLAB is learning how to read lines of code. Mm. And they say it is kind of like a droid language because once you get used to it, you'll be able to read it really quickly and diagnose problems. Sure. But but I cannot do it right now. It hurts my brain to read all of it. Yeah. Yeah. So when Uh, I was making notes for this, I uh, came across and remembered that somebody had told me this before, but that droid, the term droid is actually trademarked and owned by Lucasfilms. Like that was was literally invented by George Lucas. And think about how often we use that now. So all of like the droid, the phones, anytime droid is a part of a name, it's all licensed through Lucasfilms. Oh, man, I was going to ask about that because I used to have a Motorola droid a few years ago. And anytime I'd turn the phone on, which that phone took forever to turn on because it had to do its fancy droid (laughs) voice. (laughs) But I always thought that it sounded like an actual droid. So I wonder if Mm -hmm. they got one of their people at Lucasfilm or at Industrial Light and Magic to voice that. Yep, yep, because they paid license fees up the wazoo for that. And even something as little as um, in The Incredibles, there was that droid. I don't remember the full name, but droid was part of its name. They had to to get permission to use that in the name. And there's a special little thank you at the end that says, you know, used with permission from Lucasfilms. Oh, my goodness. So, like, literally any time that's used. Oh, wait. So it seems like the Motorola Droid did have a special R2-D2 edition. Nice. Okay, back in 2010. So you are totally right. That's so crazy. Isn't it? Yeah, like it's just like a common term now and it originated in Star Wars. Like comes in a custom box resembling carbonite. (laughs) I bet that's a collector's item now. Oh, yeah. That's interesting to think about, too. What's going to become a collector's item in the Star Wars universe years from now? Right. It's so unpredictable. Like, later on, you look back and you go, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be a collectible. But in the moment, you're like, eh, really? No, I'm going to take it out of its box. No, no, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) So another thing that a lot of people who go to Galaxy's Edge don't realize when they go to build droids mm. is that the the shape of the droid, the parts used in the droid, and I'm specifically talking about astromechs because they're the only ones you can build in Galaxy's Edge. I, oh, I thought like- you could do a BB unit too. Can you not? Oh, you can do a BB unit. I always thought that those were astromechs as well. Oh, are they considered an astromech? I don't know. 
I thought so because uh, their their job uh, requires fixing things, and BB-8 is basically a Swiss Army knife. Uh, true. <laughs> Uh, it is, yeah, a BB so, series astromech. Ah, I'll be darned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a lot of people just call the R series droids R two, mm-hmm. and that's a very common mistake. I get it, uh, but a lot of the way that you can tell what kind of droid it is is through the shape of its dome. Mm. So. I have an R3 unit with me right now. I'm actually (laughs) physically touching it, Uh, but they look exactly like R2 units, but their dome is clear. Oh. Uh, And everyone, everyone names their droids their R2. And they also have R5 units. They have R4s. Uh, I believe the R5 is the one with the cone shaped head. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, or our fives are the one with the flat top. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was looking up when I was naming my droid. I wanted to make sure it had R three in the first title, and it wasn't until then that I realized even if you have a specific model, its series name can be totally different from its shape, which I what? feel is a weird inconsistency. Yeah. That is weird. I was looking up on Wikipedia. Uh, Wikipedia. I don't know why it's so hard to say that. Yeah. Uh, how to properly name a droid. And they're like, well, you could go this way, but you can really name it whatever you want. And I just wow. thought that was so weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so mine is still... R three B five, uh, because B is the first letter in my first name, and then five is the numeric first letter of my last name. Oh, interesting! Uh, do you have a nickname for it, or do you mm-hmm. call it by its designation? I always call it by its designation. It just sounds more official to me. Yeah. <laughs> um. My favorite story for a droid, though, have either of you heard of R2KT before? Yes. Okay. So, the reason I love R2KT at first was because she was a pink droid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Looks exactly like R2D2, but is pink. Pink, yeah. yeah. But, but the KT was a real person. Her name was Katie. And she was a Make-A-Wish child. Oh. So mm -hmm. her wish was to have a droid who could look over her as a guide, like Princess Leia had R2. (laughs) And unfortunately, Katie did pass away uh, from cancer. But R2KT is now a real droid who not only visits children's hospitals but is in the actual series. She appeared in Clone Wars and has appeared in the cinematic universe as well, I believe in Rise of Skywalker, um, one of the new trilogy movies. And 
I just thought that was the coolest thing. She has an Instagram page as well because she started with the 501st. Mm-hmm. Um, or two, Kate. I love that. That's so great. Yeah, right? it is. It's like a legacy um, for that child and their family. Yeah. That's sweet. So the Instagram is called the Pink Force. And um, yeah, it also has people wearing all pink. It shows the team who goes. There's a pink stormtrooper. They have a pink BB unit who goes. And R2KT also visits conventions. Mm -hmm. So that's I just really, really love her. And let's see. She got an action figure in 2007 mm-hmm. and helped raise money by selling that action figure for Make-A-Wish. That's cool. That's so cool. Yeah. Thanks if so you want a good here. cry, yeah. go and look up all of those photos Aww. of her, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> hugging children in hospitals. Yeah. Oh. Sweet. Uh, yeah. So my friend right now is 3D printing a full life-sized R2 unit. So he is what going on this venture of building a droid. So we will locally soon have an operating R2 unit for our trooping. So shout out um, to Alex right now. He's working uh, on that. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> uh, if I could give you a big hug right now, I would. <laughs> Remind me, I'll nope. shoot you his. Uh, he has a Facebook page that he's doing his build stuff on. So. Please do. It It seems like 3D printing would be, well, firstly, a very futuristic, a very Star Wars-like way to build a droid. But it seems like that could alleviate a lot of the problems of weight mm-hmm. that it carries. So that's so smart. Yeah. Uh, oh, totally random. But I saw an article in Variety that a new Star Wars series is in development for Disney Plus, and it's supposed to have the Russian doll creator, uh, Leslie Headland, as the showrunner. Mm-hmm. It's a female-centric show and supposed to be in a different location and timeline from all of the series so far. So similar to what The Mandalorian has been doing, but in different locations and we might get some new girls in the star Wars universe. So I really hope that's true. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A different time in a different place. Wow. Okay. Uh, And that would be really interesting to see where we go with the droids because we've seen where droids were in the past and we've kind of seen the evolution of their rights and where they are now. So I don't know. Do you have any predictions for if they choose to do the future of droids? Do you have any predictions for where the future of droids might lie? Hmm. Interesting. Well, I mean, when you look at it from like a 
political climate, like, like mm-hmm. Star Wars in general, like there's still slavery in, yeah. in the time when episode nine was happening. Um, you know, they don't explore those kind of heavier topics so much in um, the movies, but they do in other media and, mm-hmm. you know, be kind of interesting to see how it plays into the fact that there's still other species, you know, being enslaved around the galaxy and used for, others purposes just like droids and like how that plays in with droids also fighting for their rights and their own uniqueness so um Mm -hmm. you know it would be kind of interesting to explore some of those kind of like higher level questions about what does it mean to be quote unquote human or alive or you know some of that kind of stuff and Megan, do you think we will see more droids speaking English or speaking languages we can understand as an audience? Like in like other um, shows or like? Yeah, like in the in the future of Star Wars, do you think we're going to be seeing uh, more of a protocol and I would communications think so. thing? Yeah, mm. I would think so. Um <laughs> Just to have the legacy of C-3PO and everything. Oh, yeah. You were talking about uh, R2 getting to watch the birth and death of Princess Leia, but C-3PO, I mean, Anakin built C-3PO, <laughs> so he has also been there since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can only imagine how hard that's got to be to see the little boy who created you growing into Darth Vader. Yeah. That's got to be hard. Yeah. To say the least. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but yeah, any, it looks like we are just over an hour right now. Yeah, we could so keep going, man. We, I didn't even we notice. Totally how, could. I didn't even notice how long we talked. Holy cow. This is probably our oh, longest man. episode yet. <laughs> <laughs> Any closing statements about the droids for this week? Oh, I should also mention that uh, Anthony Daniels recently did a story time reading mm. R2-D2 and the Renegade Rescue. So yeah, look at that uh, online if you have access to yep. Facebook and YouTube. Star Wars page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. But... I think we're good then. Yeah. Uh, where are our locator beacons? Let's send those out. Uh, you can always find <laughs> us on, <laughs> once again, once again, the not being able to cue each other. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. You're totally fine. I just think it's so weird. Like, you talk I'm first? Like, Do uh, I talk first? Do you talk I'm first? <laughs> who, who talks? Um, you can always <laughs> find us through the Dcast, we are your podcast for all things Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and of course Star Wars, or at the DizInsider.com. You can find us on our individual social platforms. I'm at Pink Sparkle Tutu on Instagram. My teddy bear is at Snowy Snowbear. If you would like to see her adventures. And I'm at Megpie7196. Um, and I'm on Instagram and Facebook under Amber Atin Cosplay. All right. Well, until next time, 
May the, May the force, force be with you. you. Oh, we almost got it. Almost. Oh, we were so close. <laughs> 